It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. So well trained. It's amazing what you can train an audience to do in just a couple of hours on a Saturday morning. They do so well right on cue. We're broadcasting live at the Holcomb Bridge store of Pike Nursery this morning. Lots of folks here, well fed because the Chick-fil-A folks at Rivermont Station fed us with chicken biscuits and some coffee this morning. And we have contests that you have to be here in order to win. So you still have an hour to head to Holcomb Bridge, east of Georgia 400, the Pike Nursery location here. We're here until 9. So you register in person for two tickets to see Cirque du Soleil's Volta. That's Wednesday, October 16th. You have to be here to win and VIP access for it. So, yeah, not only Walter, not only Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits, but a chance to win prizes. What a great deal. Well, but see, I make the audience work for the prizes, too. We do trivia in between the segments. I mean, they got to... Turn the noggin on. It's a little early, but it works. So, 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Mickey Gasway is here alongside Ashley Frasca, too. We go to the phones. We've got Bobby in Stockbridge. Hey, Bobby, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hey, Bobby. Hey. Hey, um, I'm thinking about cutting my grass for the final time this year and get all the nice chip up for the winter um, and watering it later on this evening. Um, do you have any suggestions? Don't cut it lower than it's growing right now. And if you can, raise it one notch. I think it would be happier, Bobby. Because grass, if it has any kind of traffic during the wintertime, then sometimes you can make you know, bare places the next spring. When it starts greening up, you'll have these compacted places where the grass doesn't uh, look very good. And if you mow it a little bit higher, you end up protecting the grass during the wintertime. Okay, sounds great. And you are smart, 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 Bobby, to be watering today because I've said it a couple of times this spring or this fall, I mean, that if you don't water your Bermuda, Zoysia, St. Augustine, Centipede, warm season grasses now, they will really have a hard time greening up in the spring. And so all you can do to make them happy and healthy before we go into dormancy would be really time and money well spent. Okay. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Great talking to you, Bobby. Thanks for calling. Vicky, what about bulbs? We got bulbs. I see the big yeah, display back here. Yeah, it's getting close to time to plant the bulbs. We've got everything. We've got daffodils and crocus and tulips and iris. We've got all kind. We've got some um, uh, lycoris, the surprise lilies. Yeah. We've got some of those too. All kinds of different ones. And this is a great time to plant them. And it's a long-time investment, too, especially for the daffodils. Daffodils have come back for 30 years. I've got daffodils that came from our old family's uh, farm that there hadn't been a house there in 75 years. And the daffodils still come up down there. And I have some (coughs) surprise lilies that I dug up from my mother's farm that had been there for 20 easily. And now they've been at my house for five. And so those surprise lilies are hard. What do you call them? Uh, hurricane lilies, surprise lilies. You don't call them naked ladies. Now, no, I do not, because I'm bred better than that to be embarrassing people. No. Okay. All right. away. don't get me in trouble here. Joe is Swanee, Georgia, joins us. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning, Walter. 
Thanks hey, for Jeff. taking my call. Sure. Uh, I have a question about pruning crepe myrtles of fig tree and uh whacking my monkey grass down now. Can I do all that today? Well, you're, an ambitious, you're an ambitious guy, Joe. Why, why do you want to do it? Why has today got to be the day? Well, it doesn't have to be. It just... Uh, the, I'd like to get the monkey grass and kind of some of it's brown, and uh, uh, I've never done anything with it. I'll, yeah. You tell me what to do. Well, I don't think that I would prune monkey grass, except I might prune it as high as your mower can reach. It's going to look sort of ugly, wouldn't it, Mickey? It I do sort of, mine in the spring. Yeah. When it's got the most capacity to put out, and then you don't have all that brown stuff. It's not, it's not going to grow from yeah. now until next uh March or April, I guess. So okay. I'm not sure I'd want to prune the monkey grass unless it's right at the highest setting for your mower. Let's see, on the crepe myrtle, why do you want to, mow, to prune crepe myrtle? Well, I didn't prune them this year. They need it, but I can, I can do that in the spring, too, if that's better. Why do they need it? Well, I usually just keep them shorter, uh, kind of under control, less like a tree, more shorter, and they just grow pretty tall. Yeah. If that's what you have to do, then the, you're right. The best time to do it is during the winter or very early spring. If you could just maybe thin out some of the thinner branches, the ones that are thumb size and smaller, that's the way to make a crepe myrtle look nice yeah. and still have a, a form that looks pleasant during the cold weather, but does not look so, you know, whacked and murdered like some people do during the winter and spring. So if you okay. have to do the crepe myrtle, I'd rather you do it in winter, early, early spring. Okay. Okay, and well, the fig my, was the last one? Yeah, my fig tree is uh, overgrown and spreading out, so uh, it's kind of like a big bush. And I don't know if I yeah. should prune that when I do to look more like a tree or that makes any difference. I don't do anything to it, and it gets a bunch of figs every year. Yeah. Hmm. Is it encroaching on anything? Is there some reason to prune it back, or you just think it's just too yeah. big? and? It's encroaching in my neighbor's yard and uh, into my some kind of a large juniper. Uh, yeah, but it's growing all over my property line into my neighbor's yard. Yeah, I think that's another good one for the winter time when the leaves have all fallen off of it. You can do it again in January. It'd be a good time to do the the fig. Not now. Okay. Still too dry. Too dry. We cut ours down the height so that we can reach it. The problem is if it gets too tall, the birds get all the, the figs all off the, figs, the top yeah, of it. Sure. So we cut ours right after the harvest, and then, um, but we just do the tops, not to the sides. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks so much. Great Walter. talking to you, Joe. Thanks for calling. We got Rudy in Tucker, Georgia. Hey, Rudy, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Um, What's up? I I I know where there's a big, beautiful Miss Huff lantana that just is gorgeous every year, and I'd like to go talk to the folks and see if I can get some cuttings. Would this be yeah. a good time of the year to uh, take some cuttings off that and try to root that Miss Huff lantana? It's easier for me to see it when it has started growing back and sprouting back in April of next year. I guess if you're friends with them and could go back, if yours failed, you could, yeah, you could take some now. But I think the better time to do it is in April because just the new vigorous new growth, the roots are ready to go, and it's warm and all that stuff. So I think then would be better. 
But I think you'd be fine to do it now. In a so, couple. Anything special that you do to do that? Dr. Lantana, uh, be careful with your, <clears throat> don't let it get into your face because it scratches, has thorns <laughs> all over it. Uh, I would prune it back, cut it back to about a foot tall, maybe. Yeah, and don't but, plant it near your gardenias or your tomatoes. Because why? Because they're all white fly magnets. Oh, that's right. They bring white flies in. Um, let's see. <clears throat> what else about Lantana? That's about it. We've got some, we always have Miss Huff Lantana. If your um, propagation doesn't work out, then we always have Miss Huff Lantana at Pike. in the spring. Yeah. 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 All right. Very good. And don't, you know, one of the things, Rudy, that I don't, I guess, mention enough, if you put a lantana, Miss Huff in particular, <clears throat> into one place and it grows there for three, four, five years, every year in uh, January or February, you cut it back to about six inches high, so all the dead stuff off of it. And if you don't fertilize it then, then you're continually removing nutrients, removing phosphorus and, and uh, nitrogen and potassium and things like that from it. And I think they respond a lot better to be fertilized once a year after pruning, and they'll just grow faster, grow better, grow nicer. And if you don't fertilize, then they tend to fade out, get sort of low and down, and get sort of a dead part in the middle that doesn't look so good. So think about fertilizing right after you prune it. And I, again, I prune mine in the winter, Mickey prunes hers a different time. I prune mine after it um, starts to put on in the spring. But okay. Actually, I tried it both ways, and your way worked too, so... I have to admit. We don't really care when you prune it, uh, Rudy. Usually it'll do just fine. Either way is fine. But you fertilize okay. yours right then. Is that right? Is yeah, that those, yeah, when the sprouts come out in the spring. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. All right. All right. You bet, Rudy. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Rudy's place there. Let's drop him out right there. There we go. Actually, one more time, we need to talk about our contest to make sure everybody knows that they're not here, they can't win, and the contest is for Volta, is that right? Right, two tickets to the Cirque du Soleil show Volta at Atlantic Station on Wednesday, October 16th. Of course, you can buy them. Their yeah. tickets are on sale now, but we're giving away two for a nice date night next Wednesday, two Wednesdays from yeah. now. And five hundred dollars? We're talking five hundred. Yeah, bucks? with VIP access, the value is at five hundred dollars. So that's a, a really special night. But yes, you have to be here at Pike Nursery. We'll call out the name in the store about eight forty-five. Yeah. So. Say so seventeen news talk WSB. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too. Weekday mornings. Just say Alexa, play WSB, and we're on ninety-five point five WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. Broadcasting live from the Polka Bridge Road, Pike Nursery, having a great time this morning. Chick-fil-A supplied our business this morning. Great people at Rivermont Station over there. Quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roof. And today, mostly cloudy, cooler, high of 80 and low of 65. Tomorrow, maybe a chance of a shower. Great day to see, though. High of 83, low of 66. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes with 95.5 WSB. Let's see. What do we got coming up here? We got Richard in coming. Hey, Richard. Let me get my cursor over here. There it is. Hey, Richard. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Well, I have ivy that I had uh, kind of on a bank till for 20 years. Yeah, and uh, this year it looks like it's died, and uh, 
I'm just wondering if it'll come back. I've noticed this in the neighborhood, too, at other places where the ivy is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, is this something that uh, the drought caused or winter caused or what? We tend to blame everything on the drought. But sometimes yeah. the dying of English ivy goes more with moisture where you have water coming down a little hillside. You'll see a big sort of triangular dead patch of uh, of ivy underneath that. When you go and look at the ivy plants, what does the symptom look like as it starts dying, Richard? I'm sorry, say that again. As you see the plants, what are the symptoms like? Does it start having spots or does it just all turn black at once? Or how, what do you see for signs of the disease or any disease? Well, I haven't really noticed any disease. Uh, it just uh, didn't bloom or, you know, no leaves. But is there a time when the leaves are on there that changes color from green to yellow or green to brown or something like that? Not that I no- not that I noticed. More observation is needed, Richard. <laughs> um, go out and check out the, around the edges, around the edge of the dead area. That's where you'll find some leaves that are not dead quite yet. And uh-huh. see what you see. See what you see spots are there. If you see big round brown spots on the leaves, usually about a half inch to an inch in diameter. That's probably a bacterial disease. Again, it's mostly associated with moisture, but we haven't had a lot of moisture to worry with unless that's an irrigated place. So Yeah, this Yeah, this area is pretty dry. Yeah. It doesn't get a lot of moisture. So You know, if you want some good news though, Richard, the good news is I rarely see ivy die. In other words, it comes back slowly, it comes in, creeps in from the sides. So uh-huh. if this patch just turns dead and brown and doesn't come back for the next you know, week or two or three, you can always take tendrils of vine from the part that's still healthy and lay them over into the dead place and put a little dirt on top of each one or rock maybe on top of each one, and they'll root right in the place where the dead ivy occurred. And then you can uh-huh. have the ivy growing back again, and hopefully it'll stay healthy for a long time. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, Richard, thanks for calling. 404 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Mickey, in the next half hour, we're going to talk to you about the Pike Pick for the weekend. Absolutely. You prepared? Yeah, I am. All right, we're ready to go for that. It's 827 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's so nice to be around nice people. I just say that every Saturday morning, whether in the studio or at at, uh, Pike Nursery, where we were this morning at the, where are we again? Holcomb Bridge Road. I still want to say Hoagland because one of my friends at Hoagland is a master gardener. The Holcomb Bridge Road, Pike Nursery, it's just great to be here. Every Saturday morning at 8.35, my friend Mickey Gathaway gives us a heads up of what is the Pike pick of the weekend, what's going to be 20% off or new classes that are coming up. Mickey, the stage is yours. And today it is mums, today and tomorrow. So all those I big mums that I see out back here. That are that are... Yeah, all the mums yeah. all over. Beautiful plants. So what tips do you have on buying mums? Um, if you want something that's going to be 
just completely in bloom, then you can buy them like that. But if you want them to last longer, I try to buy them with different size buds. So if you've got little bitty buds and larger buds and larger buds, right. typically they'll last about six weeks if you do that and keep them watered. Um, and they can be in the sun, they can be in the shade, it doesn't matter. Once those buds are set, it doesn't matter. And most of the mums that we've got outside are, are perennial. And you can, what I usually do is if it's one I want to save, it's one I really like, I'll trim it back a little bit and then I plant it. And um, then the next spring, I, st I don't want mine to get real tall, so I keep them cut back to about about the 1st of July, something like that. So for beginning gardeners who want perennial mums to stay alive, what's, what's that tip on just cutting them back ever so slow or deadheading them? Explain that to someone who maybe would just let the mum go. And You mean when you plant them? Is that what you're talking after about? After they're planted, After yeah. they're planted. I just cut them back to about four or five inches, something like that when I plant them. And then um, the next spring, they'll try to put on buds in the spring, but I would rather mine have a great in the fall so i keep them cut back till about the first of july and then they can if you don't do that they'll still bloom but they get too tall and they flop over and so chrysanthemums don't require a lot of fertilizer a little bit of fertilizer is not bad but they don't require a lot i think they'd like to have good soft soil to yep. spread out into and, no no surprises there yeah but like you said, if you buy them with little bitty buds and medium-sized buds and some open buds, then you're going to last for a long time during the fall. Yeah. Pretty colors. And they usually, they're, you know, they'll last three or four years as a perennial. Yeah. Actually too, so. They make a good house plant or house warming gift. Yeah. And for me, of course, it's what I use for my howdy pot next to the front door where yeah. there's a pot of flowers that says, howdy. <laughs> People come to visit me at my house. Howdy was a chrysanthemum okay. there. That and the coral bells, let's take care of it. And they, they look so pretty with the pumpkins and all that in the fall, I think. Speaking of pumpkins, how many pumpkins do we have? A zillion trillion, I think. A zillion trillion, yeah, yeah. right. We've got lots got of pumpkins. We've got a lot of pumpkins, and they are so pretty. We've got the heirloom pumpkins with all the funky shapes and sizes. And then we've got, got the, the bumpy ones, ones, the lumpy ones. The lumpy ones lumpy. and yeah. the bumpy ones. And then we've got the just the, the pumpkins. And those, by the way, we've got the deal where if you how many you can carry. Right. Um, for $25, you get as many as you can carry. Um, so you bring somebody with you that's got lots of big arms, and then you just stack lots them up on there. What if yeah. I had a big <laughs> no. dress, let's say? Could I have a dress and wear my dress? And I actually did see somebody do that. Pumpkins in the dress. Yeah, or your shirt or whatever. Yeah. yeah. that work? Yeah. Why not? All right, I have a question for you. My neighbor Gus came to me all in a swivet yesterday because the squirrels had gotten into his <laughs> pumpkin on his back deck and eaten the top off of his pumpkin and into their interior and gotten the seeds out of it. What is he going to do about squirrels eating his pumpkin? Maybe he could use a repellent. A repellent? Maybe some kind of all right. um, scent repellent or something like that. I mentioned to him that. that I know there's the Coles hot oil, so, uh, the capsaicin oil that you use for bird yeah. seed to repel squirrels there. Much the, that's a taste repellent. You yeah. don't want them chewing on it. Yeah. So I'd rather use a scent repellent that would scare them off before they did that. I'd rather put the cold stuff around the top of the pumpkin and then have a little game camera to see that squirrel go. Stan says we have Taiwanese squirrels at our house because they seem to like the hot, the hot, hot pepper stuff. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you if it works, I'll let you know. Yeah, that. let me know that. Chrysanthemum's on sale all Pike Nursery locations, 20% off all weekend long. Easy to grow, easy to plant, easy to take care of, and you can take cuttings off of them and make new plants, and so you have lots even to enjoy years to come. Yeah. All right.
Where would we go, by the way, Miss Gathaway, if we wanted to find, if I was looking for where the closest Pike Nursery location would be to my house, where would I look? At pikenursery.com. Is that it? I thought she might be saying that. Yeah. Pikenursery.com. And you can look on there and see how to spell Holcomb. And Holcomb Bridge. Not, <laughs> all right, I'm going to try to wipe out the Hoaglands. Marty Hoagland, no, 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 no. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Tom in Sandy Springs. Let's get the cursor over here. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing great, Tom. What's up? Let, let me come to the point. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, we took off our lawn, and we had uh, uh, we have a very small front yard and a very small backyard in Sandy Springs. Yeah. We took off uh, the front yard lawn, and we put in zoysia. It was, you know, on those, those zoysia squares. And then we did the same in our backyard. It looks great. The front yard is perfect. It's growing great. It's very green, perfect. Backyard, which is small and probably doesn't get quite as much sun, uh, has brown spots in it and uh, patches. Uh, the, the lawn is mostly green, but there's brown spread out in, in places. Should I fertilize it? What do you do about that? We've been conscious about watering it, and yeah. we started watering it every day, but then we cut back to every other day, and now we're down to a couple once a week. What, what do you think the problem could be? Okay, the answer to the first question about fertilizing, no. No fertilizing on zoysia now. Okay. Um, the last time you fertilized zoysia is maybe September, and we're way past that now. So no fertilizing. Okay. All okay. right, number two, when you, you say you planted it when, did you say? A couple of months ago. And or, early you, August. Tell me about the watering and how often you watered and how much you well, watered. We watered it every day for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. That's a we lot. We were told to. Yeah. Okay. Is right. Well, that's true. That's why I'm calling you, Walter. Well, here, here's my. We feeling. usually say water it every day for a week. I mean, for, for two while, weeks when, yeah. you, when you first yeah. plant it. But it develops it's a lot roots. of judgment call. It seems to me the homeowner has to think about how hot it is, how dry it is, yeah. uh, how much yeah. water the irrigation system applies, and so if you just yeah. say water every day, you need to water for five I, minutes. It's an water irrigation five system. Hours. No, no, yeah. water, twenty minutes. On us, there's three stations in the house. Each yeah. station was watered for 20 minutes, and we have the new. We just had a, the irrigation system installed, so the sp the sprayers, low capacity. The guy said, you know, yeah. they're not like the old ones. And he so said, so how uh, much water is being applied each time you water for 20 minutes? I don't really know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Except the guy See? told me that it would save me a lot of money on my water bill. You know, because, because the sprayers are are they're they're, they're they cover the whole area, but nothing. There's no pools of water anywhere. It seems the, to be pretty. The even. basic thing to running an irrigation system is knowing how much water the system applies in a certain amount yes, of time—thirty minutes, yeah. an hour, whatever—and right. it's easy to figure that out. You can get a couple of well, more of a couple, maybe six um, plastic cups, solo, solo yeah. beer cups, you know, from a University of Georgia football game, and <laughs> you lay them outside, and you turn on the sprinkler and run it for 30 minutes to see how much water it keeps. Do I have? Do I? I don't have to leave the beer in there, though, do I? No, please. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Yes, you're thinking ahead of me there. So, so yeah, you need to find out how much water is being applied because it does seem to me that a lot of times, sod when it's watered daily for the first couple of weeks, that could be a wide range of water and that gets into problems later on with the brown yeah. patches, dead spots and things like that. And okay. that, I think, is where we need to go. And Tom, frankly, if you want to call me again next Saturday or the Saturday after and talk more once you've learned a little bit more about how much water has been applied, yeah. happy to talk to you then. Also, make sure you don't have... One quick question, though. Brown patches, 
if we don't water very often anymore now, thank God, it looks like it's going to get cooler. Will yeah. that eventually grow in? Can you? Source is good about growing it slow, but it'll yeah. eventually grow in. Make yeah. sure you don't okay. have any low spots. Sometimes when I go out and I look at things, you'll see low spots here and there, and that's where you'll get the spots. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Particularly no, if the side was laid on a lawn that was not leveled out by raking, yeah. it has the low yeah. spots that are left, and the side sinks no. down into the low spot. Those can be patches of brown, too. Okay. If any part dies, is there a seed that you can put on, or do you just pull up the square and put on a new one? I say pull up the square and put on a new one, uh, drying by size from pike, and uh, I think of yeah. replacing it's probably easier than trying to put seed. In May. Yeah, May is the time to plant. Okay. Thank you All very right. much. Wish me Great luck. Great talking to you, Tom. <laughs> you let, let me know, Tom. Call me back. Let me know what goes on. We have Sylvia, <clears throat> excuse me, Sylvia in Griffin, Georgia. Hey, Sylvia, good morning. Uh, good morning. I have Hi. a question. You've probably answered this a million times, but I didn't write it down. Um, and I don't know the difference in sedge and mimosa weed. I can't tell by looking at the pictures online, but um, they have taken over my azoysia and centipede. And mm -hmm. tell me what I need to do. Okay, sedge. Sedge is an annual broadleaf weed, and is because an annual it comes up from seed every year. And it's best prevented by putting a pre-emergent down in March. And I think another time in May would not hurt my feelings because it germinates in June and July too. A maize, we've talked, Mickey and I have been talking about a maize, the product of the pike cells is a good pre-emergent for broadleaf weeds. And so a maize in March, a maize in May. Okay. And then what, what was the other weed? The, the mimosa, is that about the same thing? Same thing. Yeah, same thing. So just use the amaze, in, so, in, so it's too late to do anything now other than pull it up. Yeah, at this time of year, it's not going to help you do anything to try to put any chemicals down at all. No, you think she has nutsedge? Maybe, but you know the difference between nutsedge and spurge and the others you mentioned, though, don't you, Sylvia? Uh, is that the one that has the little spike that comes up with the little prickly-looking things on yeah, the Yeah, that's nutsedge. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, nutsedge. That's, uh, and that's not doesn't it come up from... And so nutsedge comes up from its roots, well, it's, and there's it's a, it's a, a couple of products here again at Pike. You can buy them. One's called Sedge Ender, and the other one is uh, Image. Read the label. You'll figure out what to do with that. But Image is a lot slower. Both of them really are a lot slower than what you normally would expect. So sometimes you hit it with the chemical, and it waits a month or two or three before you really see any damage to the nutsedge. But if you use it quite correctly, you get control of nutsedge pretty well with either Image or the... Sage Ender. Sage, spell that. Ender. Sage, S E D G E E N D E R. Sage Ender. Okay, okay, good, okay. Now, clover, uh, uh, I have some uh, problems with clover, so um, would uh, any of this help with the clover problem? Probably not. With clover, I think I'd go with the um, Bonide, the, the Weebeater yeah, Plus. Yeah, we beat her ultra. We beat her ultra. We'd probably do well on clover. Um, again, and the ultra, read the label. You can use at lower temperatures. Yeah, so you'll be when able it's to cooler. Use it longer. When the clover is germinating too, right now. Yeah. So that's a, an idea to think about there. To use the Bonide Weed Beater Ultra. It's 848 News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this.
It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. It's 8.54 on a Saturday morning. This is the final few minutes of our broadcast of Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. We've had a great time this morning. Thanks to our sponsors and friends at the Rivermont Station Chick-fil-A who have just basically made us all tubby. People who walked out of here are going to walk out a couple of pounds heavier than they did when they walked in. They didn't realize that. Some of them got prizes. Well, when he said the iced cream coffee Mickey Gasway, there was not a second delay. And you say, yes, I'll have that. Thank you very much. Chick-fil-A, a lot of breakfast options. The yeah. Chick-fil-A yeah. chicken minis, the yogurt parfait, the iced coffee. Well fed this morning. Thank you, Rivermont Amen. Station. Thank you. Amen. And so we appreciate that. The hosts, of course, is uh, Pike Nursery, making sure that we felt comfortable in here, made it all set up. Lorenzo Kemp, the engineer, the man with the plan, and the cutest baby in the whole wide world, Indigo. <laughs> he does such a good job this morning as well. Do we have time for one last question, Ashley? We do. How about from Facebook? I grabbed one right. from William. Normally, by this time of year, Walter, you can't walk between two tree limbs without getting knocked in the face by a large spider web. Explain the phenomenon. Why this time of year? Because they've been eating bugs all summer, and they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger and made a bigger net. Yeah. Lorenzo, you got spiders? So I, um, I have something for that. Uh, stick. You get a stick and you hold it in front of your face and just wipe them down so they don't uh, get all over your face and ears and hair. So what I do is uh, I basically walk outside and kind of just fan my hand. My <laughs> yeah, face. right, right. And exactly. people kind of look at me kind of crazy because, you know, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if you hold a baby up, Lorenzo, hold a baby in front of your face like that, <laughs> wave yeah. it around, that's yeah. even better because they're waving their little arms going, oh, daddy, what are you doing? That's the way to do it, too. Exactly. <laughs> All right, good. So I have lots of uh, helpful suggestions for parents spiders. here. There's Love nothing them. much you should do about spiders because they are beneficial right. insects, or not insects, but beneficial creatures. They eat other insects, which we don't like particularly. And I think even though they make you feel icky when you get all of your face and hair and ears, still leave them alone. And they're laying there. They're doing their eggs now. Yeah. If you find a little round ball around the thing those are the eggs i always try to take care of them you know so move those if egg, mama's not there i try to put them move the egg cases over to other yeah. parts of the yard okay. sure a reminder too if you go to my website at walterreeves.com you can subscribe to the bi-weekly newsletter we have questions answers pictures diagnoses and all sorts of interesting information about how to how to transplant a sago palm i think in the past issue and then why do the guy's okra pods fall off just fell off, boom, off of his okra plant. I had the answer for that one. The newsletter is free. You get to it by going to walterreeves.com up in the upper right-hand corner. It's been my pleasure this morning, of course, to be with Mickey Gasway and Ashley Frasca. Both of them do a terrific job being my co-hosts and colleagues here. And again, our thanks go to Pike Nursery for being our host as well. My friends, if you didn't get your question answered today, go to walterreeves.com, subscribe to the newsletter, follow me on Twitter, on Pinterest, on uh, Facebook, and places like that. If you can't see me between now and then, I will see you next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden. We'll see you then. Woo! Oh, yes! Yay!